0: morning missing c4 hi i'm jason I'm Paul. And this is The Missing Save File, a podcast where we talk about the games we somehow missed the first time around.
1: And today we're going to be talking about Earthbound,
0: uh, part one. That's right. This is the first double stacked podcast that we've recorded in this series.
1: That's like a Wendy's double stack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or a double stack hamburger, right? Uh, isn't that just a double hamburger in Earthbound?
1: Uh, yeah, double burger. But I mean, you know, I'm fine buzz marketing Wendy's.
0: <laughs> Are you getting paid by Wendy's? Not yet. Okay. If you get that Wendy's money, you're contractually obligated to tell me <laughs> as your podcast partner. I just want to throw that out there.
1: I mean, I'd take free Frosties. <laughs> That's
0: that out there. <laughs> We're going to enjoy some free Frosties while we uh, kick it over to the break and start this podcast. Here we go. So normally we write our own intros for these podcasts and and I've I've been doing those, but the intro from the actual official Nintendo player's guide is so good. I'm just going to lift that and that says, welcome to Earthbound. Can four average kids save the world from certain destruction at the hands of an evil alien invader? They might be inexperienced, but don't count them out. The four spunky kids have the fate of mankind in their hands and the weight of the world on their shoulders, so it's a good thing that they have psychic powers, and you on their side. As you begin this unique experience and explore the world in search of the sinister spirit of Gaigas, pack along our travel guide. I like how they have a plug for the travel guide while it's in your hands. That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> You'll need it to find your way through Earth's ba- Earthbound's twisted and hilarious worlds. And you won't want to miss a single side trip or pass up any sights along the way. Just remember to phone dear old mom and dad. After all, the kids will wander a long way from home. And that is what brings you into the world of Earthbound. And I feel like that intro tells you a lot in terms of what you're in store for when you start uh, a game like Earthbound.
1: The other big thing on that page is the copyright. Um, So, you know... They were trying to tell you two things. <laughs> <laughs> they do say, though, nothing that appears in the Earthbound player's guide may be printed in whole or part without express written permission from Nintendo of America, though we uh, don't print transcripts of our episodes, I guess.
0: Yeah, so we're fine. See, it's totally <laughs> fine. So Earthbound is uh, we, we kind of came to this game after, you know, the last episode and and you said, you know, do you have some time to devote to something longer and, uh, and and so we threw this one out there and um, I'm glad you did, because so far I am having a really good time with it. And it strikes me how original this game is, like how even today it feels like really not much else that's out there.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'll put out there. I played this. This, this came out in ninety five. Right. hmm. Came to the States in ninety five. Um, I think I got this for Christmas 95 if I if my memory serves. Um and this players guide that we're referencing uh Nintendo released um Free Online back in um 2017 when the Super Nintendo Classic came out. So you could search for this and find the t- the travel guide we're talking about. Okay. Um but it shipped in box um which is also strange and different. Um that like and it wasn't small, right? It's like magazine sized and it's not like it was it's intense. Yeah. Um, but it was a large box. Like you remember when you'd go to Toys R Us or where you'd get games and stuff and they'd have boxes and they just have rows and rows of them. Uh this was like a different box, and that stood out uh even back then. Certainly back then.
0: Back so when. do you do you have like a theory as to why it was an oblig obligatory pack in for uh for that time?
1: I would I wonder if um the Japanese release, uh, I, we should also say, right, this is the second release in a, a trilogy of, of games that were released in Japan called Mother, Mother 2, Mother 3. Yeah. Um, this is the one that came to the States. Um, I'm wondering if it's kind of like a Lost Levels sort of thing, like that was Mario 2 in Japan, um, that they thought Americans maybe were too dumb to play this without it. Yeah. Which perhaps maybe a little fair. This is a very <laughs> complex game. <laughs> yeah. There there could be more. There's some tutorial, but there there could be more scaffolding in it. Um and this is a really good reference. I, I don't know what it's like to play this game without it though, to be fair, because while I have probably played this game like probably 10 times in my life, this might be my 10th or 11th. Um I've had the players guide since that first one. So so you, you might have more insight what it is like to play without the player's guide.
0: Well, and and I've I've sort of like I I will say this, like as I've been playing through there's there's enough I will say there's enough like specific sequencing that happens in the game that it has been really helpful to either be able to look at uh look at the player's guide. Or, you know, Paul, you've been pretty much in chat most of my playthrough for for this game through its entirety. So there have just been several times where you're like, no, no, go this way.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to keep rails on that, right? Because sometimes you could just kind of get off rails on this one. Yeah. Um, there are some parts I accidentally did it this time because uh, I've played it so many times. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to set the player's guy aside. Um, there are some nonlinear parts. Um so after if you remember after a uh, happy happy village there's a shining spot just off to the right of it.
0: Okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um right if you you rescue rescue Paula from the cult.
0: Yes, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember. Um and then the shining spot is off to the right. I th- remembered just that I should take Paula back to town and I did that. And then I got to the next town. I got to Threed. And <laughs> I was like boy, I didn't do that shiny spot, did I? Uh, uh, and I? And I had not. And at that point, you can't go back, right? The the tunnel is haunted, so you can't go back. Um, and so I had to wait until I had completed that whole town and gotten uh, the third character, Jeff, um, and then went back. And there's a few other places later that are similar, that, like, there are shiny spots, but the game doesn't make you do them right then mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you'll get to late game and try to do some stuff and it'll be like uh look buddy you don't have a full soundstone uh and they'll be like oh i guess i have to go back to happy happy village um hanging the your game head will in let chain. you yeah the game will let you pass by those things yeah
0: yeah Just well weird and it's it's really um Yeah, it strikes me how how much of I had this thought while I was playing it that like this game feels very much like a traditional, you know, JRPG um, grafted on with like the bones of like an adventure style game. Sure. Because there's just the the iteming in this game matters so much. And there are so many different like key items that you need at specific points and things where it's like use this on this. In order to progress, well, the
1: pencil eraser, right? You never have the pencil eraser when you need it.
0: Yes, it's always. I always have to call my sister and tell her to, you know, fire up the delivery guy and uh, have him come drop it to me. Yeah, and and like so, I guess we should kind of say, like, the, you know, the bones of this game are pretty much you start as the character Ness, who I have named Burns, and and I'm going to have to kind of remember this playing through the game <coughs> canonically. The people who you are, the the characters you're playing are named Ness, Paul, yes, Jeff. Jeff, Poo, Poo. Yep. <clears throat> I have them named. You can tell here that my my Twitch chat helped me out a little bit in terms of naming <laughs> them because I have Burns, then I have Waifu, then I have Paul, and then I just have Chad. And I think Chad. No,
1: I I don't think I was there when any of those came up. But where'd you get Chad?
0: Um, I think it's because I, I I've. I've never encountered Pooh yet. I like, I'm just, I'm really, I think I'm close to, to getting where you get poo. Um, is he like a, like a real fighter, like a real, like physical combat oriented type of character? I guess so. So I, I, I think that came from like, you know, he's a buff Chad type character, right? Like the, the internet meme, Chad, um, so I think okay, that's where that okay. came from, somebody pointed out later that it would have actually been really good to name, name that person chat instead of Chad. And I was like, uh, oh. yeah,
1: I was, I was in chat when that came up.
0: That was a really um, missed opportunity there, which by the way, quick plug twitch.tv slash it's where I'll be playing more of this. Um, but, and, and then there's other things that you can name, right? So you can name your, your PK ability, your psychic ability, and you can name the You didn't name that
1: the default, which was rocking because, I don't know why anyone would ever name it anything but rockin'.
0: When I put that in there and it's like, your favorite thing is rockin', I'm like, of course it is. Of course it is. That's the only correct answer. Yes. Moving on. What
1: would you rather be doing right now?
0: Yeah. I'd rockin'. rather be rockin' all the time. Um, and then your, uh, your favorite food that, that mom makes you is just uh, scrimps. Uh, <laughs> Instead of
1: steak, steak is the default.
0: Steak is the default, so I have scrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you could combine those you'd have a delicious serve
1: and your dog uh the dog's name uh canonically is King
0: oh God and what did we name the dog uh, name
1: the dog hecken
0: hecken that's right hecken <laughs> I forgot about hecken yeah so so that's who I've got in my playthrough I'm kind of curious if hecken comes back in later because we've pretty much passed him completely by so uh hopefully he'll come back we we shall see um but the game really starts you know I mean you've got You've got this really interesting progression where it's like the game pretty much tells you which the next which town you're going to next based off of the name because uh you know, Oneet Tucson, Threeve, uh I never remember the name of the fourth city. It's Forside. Forside. There we go. So I've I've made it all the way through Forside and um I'm at the, you know, the the vacation area now. And I have four uh of Well, the- you're in the
1: desert. You're not in uh th- there's a, another vacation area that comes up later.
0: Oh okay, okay.
1: Right. Uh. Yeah. You just. Yeah. So I mean, if, if people have uh are wondering where where we have gotten up to in the game, um, you just locked unlocked teleport, right? I think that's what you did. Mm, yeah, and I unlocked you... teleport,
0: and then we just we had just repaired the flying saucer thingy and flown it, um, across the ocean. I think.
1: Oh, that's right. You did get the. That's right. You went back and got the um the skyrunner.
0: And then so it you are grew- in
1: Summers, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So, and then it blew up again.
1: Yeah, um, but you just got to Summers. Okay, yep. Yep. yeah, that's where the, the numbering starts to uh, not, they didn't know how to name something five.
0: So, <laughs> so then they're done. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so they stopped doing that after four, but um, yeah, just crash landed in Summers. Yeah.
0: The other thing that I will say about this game is like, um, I feel like if you've played a Final Fantasy style game, you know, a, a traditional JRPG, you'll get, kind of most of what's going on. Um, But I will say this game feels much more punishing than a lot of those games do. Um, There's some significant like RNG type stuff going on with this game. And you had kind of pointed out, Paul, like I'd run into some areas where I had significantly like been beaten up pretty bad by like a couple of bosses or, or maybe a couple of zones that were throwing tough tough uh, bad guys at me you were basically saying like our two early games were like mirror images of each other where like all the areas where i was having like real trouble you were sailing through and then vice versa some areas that i just sailed right past you were like i got kicked pretty hard like does that is that kind of what you were you were experiencing on this latest playthrough
1: yeah and like you had so much trouble with that first um shining spot the uh titanic amp he
0: just annihilated Um, me yeah
1: like maybe six or eight times right yep um and you just like kept getting the wrong rolls um and yeah it's 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 random like you know it's it's very random um, there's probably some, I, I haven't looked up if there's RNG manipulation that I don't think I've ever seen the speed run, which probably points to the fact that it's not really that doable. Um, but yeah, I, I remember having trouble with that sort of frequently too. And this time through, I did it in one same with Frank, who is, you know, that's usually someone who could kill you very easily too, because you're very low level and there's only one of you. Once yeah. you have a second character, that's a huge buffer. Yeah. But yeah once when you're alone in that first town and you don't really have many hit points, like a lot of stuff can just straight up kill you.
0: Yeah. It's very much like running like a a dungeons and dragons, like early few levels campaign, but not having a party. Right. So you're just like, what if you just had one player character try to fight all the kobolds? Like that's, that's what the game feels like pretty early on. So uh, I was able to make some, some good progress, but then there would just be parts of the game where I would just get kicked, you know? And it was like, I think at one point, you know, like I was probably not healing as liberally as I could be, but it was like, Oh, at this rate, I should be able to take a couple of hits and still be able to heal up. And then I would get crit for all of my life. And it's like, Oh my God.
1: (laughs) I think maybe, I think the fight with Frank was the one where like, he has a few different attacks and there's one that does a ton of damage. And he should do that. Like once every once a while, (laughs) he did it to you like three times in a row. Let's see. Like, Man, he really hates you. Yeah. He's just looking to end you.
0: Well, he pulled out the knife like pretty much every turn there for a while. And he's just like, you know, visually, I try to, I I was thinking about this and like, that's what's funny about this game. You look at it on its face and it is a game about children, right? So it's, it's, yeah, yeah. But it's not a children's game. (laughs) Like, that's a really important (laughs) distinction to make. um, Because when you break it down, Th- these delinquents are running around baseball batting all of the uh, animals in the neighborhood and getting stabbed by local gangs. Like this is a pretty brutal game. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> in terms of like, you know, what's going on there. um, and, and it's really like, it is just, it's one of those games that I can't imagine would be made by a flagship game company today. Right? Like this very much feels like an indie title today.
1: Well, and it was a right. Ape was the studio, right? I think was a smaller studio that that Nintendo bought it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is in Nintendo's wheelhouse. They have sort of <laughs> um, this is I mean, it's all over their stuff. Smash Brothers and I guess on yeah,
0: mostly smash. Yeah, I, I actually got a message from someone who um, who I used to work with uh many months ago when i had facebook messaged or or tweeted out that you know i was playing this game and i think i just used an image of ness you know the standard you know baseball cap him holding a bat you know and was like all right get ready to play more of this and and i got a direct message from this person and and they were like I don't know much about the person that you, you have linked here in this screenshot. I just know that when I play my son in Smash Brothers, this is the only character that I can do anything good with. <laughs> and I feel like that's like the weird legacy of this game, at least in the States, right? Is that um, it, it is still around. It is still all over Nintendo's pop culture, so to speak. But that, that's mostly because of the fact that they keep including these characters as kind of like bonus characters in Smash Brother um and, and and there's such a long legacy to to the mother series for people who like know it but there's so many people out there who are just like that's that kid from smash and, yeah exactly and it's, right it's pretty wild yeah um
1: I, yeah I, and I, it is it is fair to say right i think back in the day this didn't get a ton of play because this was out at the same time as um chrono trigger and yeah. so i think you either played this or you played Chrono Trigger, um, especially if you were a kid in that era. Um, and I think I did ask for both of those games um, and I got this one and I didn't play Chrono Trigger until years later. Um, that was kind of a blind spot for me mm-hmm. um, because I had had Earthbound instead of Chrono Trigger. Um, and I know a lot of people who had Chrono Trigger and not Earthbound. So,
0: can, can I take a guess as to how you knew that Earthbound was a, a title to look forward to? Uh, go for it. I would assume it was, is this, is this a Nintendo power joint that Nintendo power had talked up, uh, the, the impending release of earthbound until you knew to look for it? Good
1: question. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember like a clear cover. Okay. Um, like a cover story of Nintendo power. I did read Nintendo power pretty, uh, (laughs) pretty much constantly. I had a subscription. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember anything big. I mean, I guess there's this player's guide, so you didn't have to lean on Nintendo Power.
0: Right, right. Well, but I'm just saying, like, I'm fascinated that the concept of, like, because this is a big missing piece in my history, right, is is the how do you know what to look forward to as a kid, being a kid video oh, game sure. player? Because, like, I, I just didn't have much for gaming in, in my household growing up. So, you know, it's it's mostly pre-internet. Um, you know, it's, it's largely word of mouth from your friends or, you know, what you're reading in the, in the magazines and stuff. So I was just kind of curious if you had a vivid memory at all to know, like what popped that in your head to have those be the two games that you asked for.
1: I bet it was, um, at least in part going into a store and, um, seeing that giant box, just thinking like, what is that? (laughs) And then probably just reading the back of it. Right. It's a, it's a compelling box. Um, the box art is great. Um right I'm sure you've seen that all over the place too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I had not maybe I did as a kid, who knows. Um I had not really ever looked at the box art that closely. I didn't realize that Ness was reflected in the Starman visor on the box art um uh. until very recently, which you know, they really put a lot of effort into it.
0: That's another thing too that that I think um you know, generationally, you know, Paul you and I are pretty much the same age, so Um, we grew up with, you know, most of the same experiences of that, like weird bubble generation that exists. Like we're the kids who went to the library and used the card catalog, but also had internet internet enabled PCs, like in our junior high, you know, right. So we're in this weird, like between zone. Um, and I feel like that's a thing that like people younger than us may not appreciate is like today box art is largely just perfunctory. Like it's there, but most people buying like a game, already know about it or they've watched, you know, some YouTube trailers on it or, or something or, you know, I mean, they, they have like this base level of knowledge coming into the experience and, and did as kids too. But like that, that thing that you described, like even as a kid who didn't have a game system in my house, I remember spending so much time like in the electronics section of whatever local department store we were in. Just oh, yeah. looking at these boxes and then flipping them over and then like seeing what they had at the demo kiosk um, and, and like just just running through it. And like that was the pathway. That was the conduit to, to like learn about these things. Um, and I can imagine something like Earthbound just really like standing out there because again, yeah, I think about that catalog of, of what was on the SNES. And there were, of course, tons of great, you know, RPGs and JRPGs. But I don't I don't think of a game that's quite as quirky as this one. Like this is just a a really still to this day, I think, pretty unique game.
1: Yeah, and there's yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff about it. I, I don't think it was ever on a demo kiosk. I'm thinking that now, too, like it really wouldn't make sense to have it on there. You no, I,
0: just, yeah, but, it's a it's yeah. a hard that would be a hard sell, right? Like, how do you get yeah. that game? <laughs> like, how do you get a slice of that game that's going to make somebody go like, oh, okay. Um. I mean, I guess you could just have them go through the emotional toil of befriending a super bee and then having your <laughs> jerk neighbors swat it and kill it.
1: You're so, still carrying so much uh, anchor from that
0: one. I, I mean, like, there's plenty of reasons to hate Pokey and Pokey's family, but, like, the fact that they killed that bee, I will never, ever forgive them about that. I mean, just never. Yeah, ever. very true. So, um, so uh,
1: we should talk about some of the other... Um, wacky things about this game and and the things that you seem to um, not be figuring out, like checking garbage cans.
0: (laughs) I I, it's garbage. It's just like and I feel like uh, I feel like even as a kid, I would have had a hard time with that, too. Right. Where it's like, no, if it's in the garbage, it's garbage. Is it, it's, it's that Seinfeld quote, right? Is it in the trash? <laughs> yes. It, it well, was then on it's top trash. of a magazine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's Had that, someone taken a bite out of it?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we've got in all these towns that make up. Is it Eagle, Eagleton? Eagleland. Eagleland. Yeah.
1: Eagleton is the town from Parks and Rec.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Eagletonians. <laughs> that's right. Um apparently in Eagleland everybody throws away their useful things on top of a magazine like and you yep. can just you can just scrounge in there and and pick that oh, stuff man. up. <laughs> oh. Well and and so things that stand out in my memory are um I don't even remember what the name of of the 5 is because Oh the Runaway 5. The yeah. Runaway 5. So in my chat they have just become Benfolds 5 uh <laughs> yep. which which I find pretty funny. Um and like that's kind of a throwaway joke. And then it just keeps coming back. <laughs> like you well, keep going yeah, like, that band out. Cause it's in
1: two cents the first place. Yeah. Um, Cause then they take you to three. Yep. But yeah. They're like, yeah, hey, we need 10,000 bucks really bad at business. And then you give it to them. And then later they're like, yeah, we need a million. Like you've only been away from them for days at most. And they're like, yeah, we, we owe somebody a million bucks. <laughs> um,
0: whoops. Can you guys help us? We're really down on our luck. Um, so that um, that sticks out uh, the entire. Um, the entire town of Forside was a really interesting experience just because on its face, that was the first town I remember walking into and being like, oh, there's nothing immediately terrible about this place. And then that wound up being the most corrupt underbelly of them all. Right. Because. There's uh, what's the name of the guy who who kind of runs things around that town? Maybe it
1: was like Montoli or something. Mr.
0: Montoli. Yeah, there it is. So, so Mr. Montoli has been up to no good. He's literally communing with the forces of darkness. And you wind up going into the back area of a local bar where everyone's acting strange. And you get into moonside into moonside. And then you go through the entire moonside experience, which is again a real trip for something that's 16-bit powered and and running on snes hardware like it is just a a real oh man loose dream experience yeah
1: it chugs uh on that hardware because yeah it's that back background with like changing neon lines drawn with lots of sprites lots of animated sprites and draw lines like yeah. I remember back in the day, it, it, the same as I, I I see when, when you're doing it, like and the same, any hardware I've ever played it on, it just, yeah, that yep. part slows down. Yep.
0: And it just, it's, you know, I mean the, the SNES era I think was, was pretty notorious for having that, you know, that super Nintendo slowdown so much so that I think that was part of like the beef between people who played Sega Genesis and people who played, you know, super Nintendo is, you know, Sega Genesis people claimed that that kind of thing didn't happen on their console but yeah it just it it does kind of chug there but i i managed to get through it and didn't really get bothered by that too much but like it's
1: it's a small part too
0: yeah yeah but then when you when you leave moonside and you get through that entire experience you realize that that ness just literally got buzzed out of his gourd on something in the back of uh of this weird shop and it was just in a warehouse swinging bats at random stuff for <laughs> apparently your entire journey through force or moonside so I, i'm just like what is this game and also i i mean like i feel like we need to talk about every adult in this video game oh yeah yeah literally like every adult is just mm-hmm. a weird crazy person like I, there's i don't think there's a normal adult to be found in this game um,
1: yeah, I was going to say uh, your your parents, but they're kind of weird in and of themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, your mom, when you call, is just like, yep, I covered for the school for you again, because I know <laughs> you're out doing stuff. Also, my soap opera is back on, so good luck, honey, you know? And it's like, yep. uh, okay. Maybe
1: Paula's parents? Those might be the only...
0: Well, like does does Paula have parents, plural? Or should does she just have one? I, I remember talking to her dad. I don't know if I ever talked to her mom.
1: I think they're both in there, but I could be wrong. Yeah, because um, yeah, you're right. Like, everyone else in... Because you fight Frank. Um, yeah, the Hoke kid stabber. Parents. Oh, yeah, the kid stabber. Um, then you fight the whole police department. Yep. Um, then you go to the next town, and you fight the guy in the park. Um, yep. And then you go fight the cult. Yep. And then you go fight the, well, then you, it's the time with the zombies and, um, nobody knows what to do. Yep. You don't fight any adults there, I guess. Um, yeah. Then you go to winters cause, um, you have you get Jeff. W- what did you, uh, well, I mean, I was, I was watching you play when that happened, um, on stream, but, um, the transition to winters, I thought was a very, I I still think that's just so wonderfully done, um, where you're playing and you're like, Oh, whoops, we got trapped or something. And then it's just, Oh, you're a new character now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, um, so that really struck me as, as, um, particularly for a game from this era, it really felt informed by like television or, or movies, right? Like it felt like a natural, like narrative uh device that you would see employed in in films and stuff because it's just like okay well we've got this story in progress with these two characters now let's introduce this character and it was like it was really kind of cool because uh i don't i don't see a lot of games of that era doing that right where it's like you kind of get like this is your main character and then everyone else just sort of gets sucked in by that main character's orbit right Mm -hmm. and like Having Jeff be introduced that way, uh, who is, you know, again, canonically, Paul, it's you, uh in in my playthrough. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but but having having this be your background to that character, um, is really fascinating because again, that character I feel like stands just a little bit more on their own as like, oh, this is another actual person who's like in my party helping me out. Um, because you even get the chance to like be a monster garbage person and take all of the uh, cookies for the, for your (laughs) friend's uh, birthday party the next day. And, you
1: know, I had just done the same thing in my playthrough. Um, and I knew you were going to do the same thing. (laughs) Although I think I, yeah, I forgot the order. I did. I think I did talk to the kid first and he's like, I just wrapped all these cookies. And then you look around and you're like, "Mm, I definitely need those. (laughs) And you steal all of them. And then, then you get a whole bunch of other items. And you're like, definitely have to throw this cookie on the ground
0: (laughs) (laughs) listen kid i need these more than you do and then all of a sudden better stuff comes along yeah
1: item management is very important oh yeah Um, oh yeah and yeah especially as you keep getting through the game like late game item management just gets um you really need to make sure you have the right sort of stuff um
0: yeah and i will say
1: you've not experienced condiments much at all either no um Other than I think you put some uh, parsley on a croissant or um, I forgot what you put it on. Yeah. You keep doing it accidentally. You're not thinking about the condiments.
0: Yeah, I think I've come across like parsley and like hot sauce and a couple of other cocoa maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each time it's like, oh, crap, that was still in my inventory and it always tastes terrible. So I I have yet to pull off a successful. I meant to do that condiment interaction.
1: I mean, I think that's a big goal for yourself in the second half of the game is. Yeah dig through the trash more often mm-hmm. and um, learn how to use condiments properly.
0: Yeah. I I've, And I feel like with, you know, your help and people's help in Twitch chat, I think I'll get there. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> you got to aim high. Uh, and I feel <laughs> like this is one of those where it's like, yeah, if I can, I mean, I, I feel like digging through the trash and learning how to condiment are two things that if I really apply myself, I think I'll get there. Um, and that's, yeah, that's there's something some, to look forward to.
1: You keep getting condiments and there's some, uh, it's a it's a wide assortment of condiments.
0: OK, OK, well, I will uh, I will have to pay attention to that. And I, and I will say if there's one thing in this game that hasn't really aged as well as maybe the rest of it, it is just it's not even so much the inventory system, which I feel like was pretty much ahead of its time. But it's like the inventory management is a little bit clunky by today's standards. You know, we were
1: going to say the thing that didn't age very well was noose man
0: oh yeah noose man also didn't age very well (laughs) my god I mean in Twitch uh, chat's reaction to that too in terms of like the like is that an anthropomorphic noose running around I'm like yeah this is a kid's game from Nintendo Um, yeah very 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 strange game (laughs)
1: yeah there's some weird stuff in this game
0: yeah and there um, I mean but I've really enjoyed it so far and I'm excited to see where it goes and I feel like even though the story is I mean, it's just pretty bizarre when you get right down to it, like like the way that it's been portrayed, because, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about in terms of like this game is um, up to this point, it's really been a collection of like side quests and stuff like the, there is. I am aware of the fact that there is some sort of big bad guy out there and that it's like, you know, Earthbound War against War of the gygus or whatever. But like unlike a traditional like Final Fantasy style game, like let's compare this against like you know F six, you know, of the time. Like sure. uh, you know, you'd have had so many drop ins by Kefka at this point, like by by just playing through as much of the game that I've I've played through. Like we don't really see the Gaigas directly much.
1: Yeah, I mean BuzzBuzz Buzz, uh, told you about it and gave you the soundstone. It's like good luck. And uh you you fought A Starman so far, I think, right? That original one with BuzzBuzz.
0: Yes, and without BuzzBuzz being there to help, I would have been completely demolished in two seconds. Yes.
1: Yep. Um, I think it's a bit before Starman show up again. It might be... I mean, I'm not going to tell you where (laughs) the next place... Um, I I think I know where they show up again, but um, then you start getting more and more of them. Enemies get... Enemies get pretty powerful, um, I will say. As as you keep going through this, um, but they remain as wacky.
0: Okay. Okay. I
1: was sort of scrolling through the uh, player's guide, and I just stopped on the page with the cute little UFO and the bad buffalo.
0: <laughs> well, and that, that is what I kind of get a kick out of—is just seeing what like the different enemies are named and things, because, um, I mean there there's just a there is a lot of variety. You know, there's a, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, so, and that's another thing I was going to ask you. So I just got to Summers. I literally like was walking the boulevard uh, in, in Summers, um, found a place to phone home and save for the night. Would you wager I'm pretty much like directly halfway through the game at this point?
1: You might be a touch more. Okay. Um, yeah, it's hard to say sort of things. Again, the first four towns are sort of on a road. So you like go from one town to the next, to the next and the next on buses. Um now that you have teleport, that changes a little bit. You still have to get to a place before before you could teleport to it. Um but you know, you could go back to the first town now very easily um, in a way yeah. that you couldn't before. Yep. Um and you do it at a certain point. So but yeah, you still have to get to other places. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to get on a ship at some point. Um, you're gonna get your fourth character, um, and yeah, I think after I think it's Summers, then Dalam, then Summers again, and maybe that's maybe better to Winters. I forget. Um, maybe go to Scraba first, but yeah, it, it again instead of just being like you were in threed for a long time, you start jumping between things, which, um, I mean, is still good. Yeah. But it has less of that, like, really linear feel to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, there's still plenty of wackiness left, though. Kay. Boy, okay. let me tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so far in, in, in you know, like we kind of said at the beginning, this is the first time that we've done, you know, one of these where we really sort of break it up and uh but but it felt appropriate at this point to just do uh do a part one then we can check back in and do a part two
1: remember dungeon man you meet dungeon man again that's a big part
0: oh yeah and that was a really weird like it it was interesting that that guy like i I ran into him and he didn't make like a ton of an impression on me but that's just because like i'm literally like who's this new character i'm playing as like i'm a level one everything hurts me like I was so laser focused who, on surviving said
1: that his dream was to become an anthropomorphic dungeon. <laughs> didn't make that big of an impression on you.
0: You know, normally that would, when you say it like that, of course it's like, you didn't, re- you, you didn't quite recall that, but it's like, no. It, frankly he's maybe
1: one of the more normal adults in this game
0: yes thank you yeah that's why i was like uh okay like <laughs> that's just literally every other interaction that you have with an adult in the world of earthbound um and it's uh it's delightful it, it feels like i don't know it feels like after this is the natural progression of this like what's a natural thing to play like after this, like after you beat earthbound, like today, like I feel a lot of people throw out like undertale, right, like after you play this, go play undertale,
1: like does that feel I mean, I've not played undertale, but you gotta you got a month to figure that out, i guess
0: oh boy, yeah, good point, good point um okay, well um that that kind of brings me to the wrap of uh of what I have for this. Do you have anything else you want to talk about here paul
1: i I would oh, I was gonna ask the question what you sort of think might happen next.
0: I do. Oh, you know, that's been one of the, (laughs) it's been one of the things about this game too, is that like normally in a video game, you kind of like do that, right? You play that like, okay, where's this going? Okay. What's going to happen next? I literally like the progression of this entire thing has been like, you know, I've left my hometown and then I found cursed city after cursed city after cursed city. Like, I've been stabbed by a bum. I've been attacked by an entire police department. I've run into a happy, happy village of people that are wild cultists and had to deal with that. Uh, I've cured a zombie plague by sticking sticky paper to the ground and like catching all the zombies. So then I could go find out where those were all coming from. Like, it just feels like this game is impossible to guess what it's going to throw at me next. Like, wildlife that's uh psychotic sure probably giant robots yeah you bet robots that are combined with animals why not uh more saturn valley people the uh, okay why not sure well, that's true we haven't even talked about saturn valley no we haven't we haven't talked oh, man, about saturn mr saturn, saturn at all um which man. i i think at one point i can't remember what you said but i think you said something like oh man this voice or something because i was reading all of their like text in a very specific voice because it just kind of sounded a little wild. Like the text and the font that they use is really weird
1: font. Yeah. Um, yeah, that font is a font,
0: but they throw in a lot of like, uh, you know, obviously grammatical weird mistakes and boing and doink and zoom. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that whole, like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I'm Mr. Saturn. You want me to fix your body? (laughs)
0: <laughs> and what do you say to that right what do you say when somebody's like hey you want me to fix your body zoom um no like but yeah maybe <laughs> i guess um you want slumber ko ko uh there i think there was somebody else in my twitch chat who uh was was pointing out the same thing where it's like oh now i know what those things from smash are right where it's like again yeah they're the mr saturn guys are you know, items in smash brothers, right? They're like power-ups that fill the back of the screen. And I always, for whatever reason in my head, I thought those guys were from Pikmin because they looked like they could also fit in maybe in Pikmin. Sure. Um, but then I'm like, Oh no, they're from, they're from this. So yeah, I, I, I totally skipped over Mr. Saturn and and Saturn Valley. So like, Oh, I, I have, I don't know. I mean, once a game takes a small child to the back of a warehouse and has them hallucinate an entire (laughs) parallel universe, um, i don't really know if i can guess where i'm going from here
1: maybe maybe the other question would be what is apple kid gonna invent next
0: oh my god um i don't know that's right
1: so far you've gotten the pencil eraser the is there a second thing before the trout flavored yogurt machine i feel like there's a second oh the zombie paper
0: the zombie paper yep because that's how i got the zombies cleaned up yeah so um I don't know, but I I want to point out also that there's Apple Kid and there's Orange Kid. And so far, Apple Kid's in my corner, and I don't know what Orange Kid is doing.
1: Uh, Isn't he working on turning uh, boiled eggs back into raw eggs?
0: I guess, but man, I just, it feels like that was a real wasted investment, if I'm being perfectly (laughs) honest. Like, it feels like I should have doubled down on my investment in Apple Kid, and uh, I probably should pull all my stonks out of Orange Kid. Like, I just, Orange Kid Enterprises, shut it down. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know. Maybe uh, that's what I guess what I'm hopeful for. So if you are if asking me what's what's around the corner, I guess what I'm hopeful for is that Orange Kid will actually produce something useful <laughs> that for you me. get
1: some return on that investment.
0: Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, my dad's money that he gave me is just going completely to waste.
1: No, that was like 200 bucks, right?
0: Yeah. Which at that point in the game was a pretty sizable investment. I mean, now I, mean
1: I will say that at, towards the end of the game, it just gets laughable because um, your, your dad will call and be like, yeah, I just put like. 200 grand in the bank or whatever. <laughs> um, and even sometimes like your, your kids, right? Your kid in the desert. And you're like, Oh, hold on. I'm going to buy this baseball bat, but I need to run over to the ATM and grab uh 10 grand. Let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Money in this game. is just really wacky when you, I mean, your kids,
0: well, and I remember pointing that out too, like early in the game where it's like a hamburger is like $15 or something. And at that point of the game, like $15 is a lot. And that's the other thing that this game, I think, does a pretty good job of doing is like you start at the lowest lows and you really do go to the highest highs, like in terms of like your scaling and your growth as a character, like all of your hit points feel meaningful when you start the game with like 30 of them, right?
1: Yeah, and it's honestly a game where your hit points never really scale like, you're not getting thousands of hit points every time you level. You're getting, like, 10. Yeah. Um, so even end game, like, you don't get many more hit points. Um, they don't make you untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the rolling hit meter, too, is interesting. Though you seem to always be a second late on that.
0: <laughs> I have had, I mean, somebody could probably go through in my, you know, my VODs that are on Twitch and grab at least half a dozen times where it's like oh, yeah. the counter has just reached zero and then the spell and goes then off.
1: you're like, Oh, and he casts life up. It did nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, why, why? And I, so yeah, I, I think understand. actually
1: a lot of your fights have been derailed by that. Yep. Frankly. So, yep.
0: Yep. So I don't know. We'll see, but um, I, I'm enjoying my playthrough of it so far. Um, normally we would take a break and we would talk about what we're playing uh, next time, but uh, I feel like we know what we're playing next time uh so more, should, earthbound, yeah. more earthbound yeah exactly so um do you want to i mean paul in the meantime do you think we should select a game for for next next time or should we just hold on that
1: i mean it's your call because it's your game so
0: <sighs> i feel like hmm. yeah i feel like we probably should I think we'll hold that one until next time. that'll give me the the carrot to re- to really get through Earthbound to give it some focus play on on the stream and then uh
1: maybe maybe it's a great time to put a call out to listeners to just spam our accounts with games that they think we should play
0: ah that's a good point. that's a good point. Where should we send them for that Paul? Where should we send them
1: um you know probably facebook uh, twitter <laughs> instagram they can find
0: um, us uh so you can either uh,
1: my space page um probably got a friendster you can
0: find us on GeoCities. Um, uh, yeah
1: GeoCities slash uh <laughs> so you can find us on facebook I can't remember any <laughs>
0: facebook.com slash missing save file you can send us a message there uh, you can also go to uh, twitter and search for missing save file we are at missing save file um, and uh, those are probably the best two ways to get in touch with us you know what would
1: be great is uh-huh. if people just left us itunes reviews uh, you know five stars of course but then put the game they want us to play in that you know that's that's probably the slowest way to get to us but you know
0: yeah, we don't care what's actually like. You can suggest any game, and we will. Uh, we, we will, of course, uh, see that. But just make that a five star review. Uh, <laughs> just on, say a game. On no Apple context. Podcasts.
1: Yep. No context.
0: <laughs> I would love to go back through those reviews and people are just being really confused. Like, what? I want to learn more about this podcast, and it's just like, play Star Wars Tie Fighter. You know,
1: Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs>
0: nice well i think that's gonna do it then for uh for this episode of the missing save file um so far i'm really enjoying it uh i'm looking forward to finishing it uh you can watch me play it live on tuesday nights and thursday nights um uh, most uh weeks at uh, twitch.tv slash it's burnsey. um and i will be playing more of this uh on stream and we also mix it up and do some other variety content sometimes too so
1: you could watch uh all the failed heels all the <laughs> all the missing pencil erasers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can watch in real time as Paul criticizes how little healing I'm actually doing. Like, uh, <laughs> so much so that I believe another emote we're looking at doing in the chat for subscribers <laughs> is heals please. Um, yep. because, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've missed a few for sure. So that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back uh, next time with more earthbound part two, as we will conclude the series. But until then I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. And we'll see you at the next save point. we'll see you at the next save point or shining spot or or phone (laughs) or phone or random hardware store in the middle of the desert
1: or hole in the ground phones get weirder there's some weird phones later on
0: (laughs) i'm just waiting for a cell phone like somebody's just like a mid-90s cell phone (laughs) yeah right a bag phone uh all right that's it (sniffs) Grrrr <sniffs>